what, what about it's Planet of the Apes, but Chappie the robot taught the monkeys kung fu. Right. Okay, I like that. There's a there's a crossover yeah. element there. Um, but yeah. I have to explain You'd that. Be like Chappie. I do. Chappie. Um, he's like a sort of Chappie. He's like stop, stop, stop. he's like Johnny Five <laughs> with more moxie, a little bit more gusto. Correct. He's like. Uh, Johnny Five, if Johnny Five wasn't a white dude who can't dance. Welcome to the George Rockle Schmidt Show. Today we're discussing what the Planet of the Apes would have been without any apes, or rather, if they didn't have a makeup budget to make apes. Damien, I guess <laughs> Planet of the Apes without the apes would have just been Planet. <laughs> I was going to say, say um, Planet of the Children. Everything they use is a stand-in for apes, basically. Get your paws off me, you dirty child! <laughs> Yes, okay. Um, for me, that's infinitely more terrifying than, uh, than Planet of the Apes. That would be terrifying if, if there were all these children and they just, like, hatched from eggs. Oh. You know, they, there, was no, there was no sex or anything. They just, there were just these eggs that somehow came, you know, magically. And they, they were born and they were, like, they were born eight years old and that was it. And maybe, maybe over, like, 50 years they grew to be 10 years old and then they died. <laughs> Love the anticlimax there. They just, they just <laughs> they die. die, yeah. Um, but the, but also they're evil. Oh, okay. But but they do die. Um, but they are but they evil. They do die, yeah. But they do die. Yeah, but they imprison Mr. Heston. <laughs> so yeah, um, Planet of the Apes without the apes. Well, well, with not just not necessarily without the apes, but without the special effects budget to create the apes. Right. Okay. Uh, so it could. I mean, it could have been very racist, and it could have just been like people who Charlton Heston calls apes. <laughs> so you know. You just know everyone they hire um, to play an ape is going to be, I don't know what <laughs> French-Canadian. French-Canadian. <laughs> I mean, it's an even more brutal allegory for like racial tension in America than the actual movie was, the original was. So originally, uh, with Planet of the Apes, uh, the producers and the director apparently didn't want it to be a racial allegory. That was kind of picked up later. Right. And then later in the original series, it became a racial allegory. But I still think there are elements there. I mean, maybe it's not a racial allegory, but it's definitely about race. It's about humans versus apes, uh, you know, if you want to interpret that or not. Um, so there's a book. You, do you know about the book? I don't know about the book. Tell me about the book. It's a French book by Pierre uh, Boulet. Sorry about my French, by the way. Uh, it's called La Planète de Sinhez, or Sinhez, or Sinhez. A- which, apes in French. So apes in French, right? Uh, which um, <laughs> sorry, right? in, <laughs> in, the, in the U yeah. in the US, it's called Planet of the Apes. In the UK, it's called Monkey Planet. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, is that true? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That is the best thing I've heard all fucking day. <laughs> just monkey like, planet. Two people were like, I- I've read it, my French isn't that good. Let's just fucking call it monkey planet. <laughs> done. Not to be confused Translation, with the... Translation, done. Not to be confused with the um, the theme park kind of down near the south coast, Monkey World. <laughs> or uh, or my favourite, Mr. Flamingo. <laughs> See, now, now Monkey Planet, I'm just imagining loads of, loads of chimpanzees I was imagining picking loads. the ticks off Carl Pilkington. <laughs> I was imagining like a kick-ass, like, like jungle gyms everywhere, like when you were a kid. Well, like Monkey Bar Planet. Yeah, like, you know, do you remember, do you ever go to like a wacky warehouse or anything like that? Yeah, it's just like... Wacky warehouse, yeah. This shit like that. It's, it's weird, isn't it, with wacky warehouse that you would... You would have a product which is for children, and you would have the word warehouse in there. Yeah, that was a bit. I guess they were going for the alliteration, but I've, you know, the it's industrious is a bit peculiar. Mm-hmm. 
wacky storage unit. <laughs> wacky U-Haul. Wacky closet. There we go. Uh, that's something else. Oh, yeah. Dot com. Don't, don't look. Don't look. Um, yes, so kind of like uh, with, with, the, with the racial element in mind, I mean, do you think it would have been the same if, if they hadn't called it Planet of the Apes and it had been something like Planet of the Cats? <laughs> and it had been like loads of kind of humanoid cats. Because I hate to say it, right, but uh, until, the, until the reboot series with Andy Serkis, those, the people, the apes, they're not apes, they're chimpanzees, but they're not chimpanzees. I don't know. I don't know why I'm criticizing the special effects, but you know, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's the best they could have done uh, at that time, but it's always quite weird. I always like seeing like another set of teeth in, um, you know, the actual human teeth, the real teeth, you know, behind the mask, talking away. Yeah, I mean, I think for for the time, the uh, the makeup was really good, but uh, yeah, yeah, and obviously as that series progresses, the original series, it does get a lot cheaper. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of gets really bad at some points. Um, so it, if the first film wasn't meant to be about race, were the people who interpreted it to be about race, were they actually racist? I would s- when they said when they said, "Oh, the black the black people are the apes." Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, I haven't really thought about it until you kind of mentioned that if you were to substitute the apes for a different animal, um, if you were to have it like Planet of the Cats and it was just like humanoids with cat features, you wouldn't say like, "Yeah, that's about race in America," would you? Yeah, I think it's due in part because you know some people. I've heard of black people pejoratively as monkeys. Um, I, without that... Yeah, I don't think you had to use the word pejoratively there. I think that was implied... Yeah, well, fine. <laughs> I'm trying to be a little bit more PC this fucking time. Yeah, no, I, I get you. Yeah, I kind of realised this. Um, I wouldn't... I mean, someone would make some kind of connection, in the, but I don't think it would be anywhere near as... I don't want to say accredited, but widely thought, thought of as, you know? I was kind of being a bit flippant when I said the people who made the connection were racist. I don't think they were racist, but because there is something already there, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, obviously, apes is the, the natural choice because they're most human-like, I guess. Yeah. But you could have had, I don't know, you could have had, um, you could have had just Planet of the Aliens and just had made something up. Yeah, well, I was thinking, uh, yeah, obviously they're the most human-like, but why they regard this one of the... You know, other than humans, the more intelligent animals on this planet. And I thought, what else is also intelligent? I was going to say dolphins. Planet of the dolphins. Yeah, but then I realized Simpsons did that, and they did it fucking atrociously, and I was almost... I made myself sad for thinking of it. Although they do have a great scene where Krusty is found floating. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Yeah, that is pretty good. Planet of the Swollen Woody Dolls. (laughs) This time it's not ninety minutes; it's one hundred and eighty minutes of that same over-the-shoulder shot. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautifully rendered. You can tell planet the of the Ramses. <laughs> I would say any movie, if it's just a planet of one thing, would be terrifying. I mean, Planet of the Ramses is definitely up there. What else? Could planet we... of the Monkey Trees. Monkey trees. Yeah, do you know? You know what I mean by monkey trees? No, I don't. What do you mean by monkey trees? They're trees which, and their branches look like monkeys' tails. I've never seen those. Are they a real thing? Or you just have me on. They're a real thing. I didn't like Planet of the Sausage Trees or something. <laughs> sausage trees are fucking real. I've I've just gone onto Wikipedia to find monkey trees, and I've just typed in Planet of the Monkey Trees. <laughs> <laughs> a federal warning has just come up. <laughs> That's right. Monkey trees. Monkey tree. No, not money. No, not money tree. <laughs> What's a monkey tree? I have no idea. That's, that was my first 
I'm thinking now that this tree was a certain sort of tree that my mum called monkey trees. <laughs> and I think is a, a monkey tree now. It's something else. A fucking Dude, conifer. I think your, your mum's racist. <laughs> that fucking monkey tree. <laughs> monkey puzzle tree. Okay, and it's called a monkey puzzle tree because its real name is Araucaria Araucana. What's that? It's a tree. It's a monkey tree. Fucking hell, listen. <laughs> Well, I guess, I guess I've seen trees like this. I didn't know, that, know they were called monkey trees. That doesn't look like a monkey's tail to me. That's bullshit. It's like a monkey's tail, like a bristly monkey's tail, like a, a monkey that's all wary, like Desperate Dan. Right, okay. So you're saying a planet of these fuckers is going to be scary. Do they, are they bipedal at all? Can they move, or is it just... They're just trees? <laughs> Don't they look like something out of... Um... Uh, uh, out of a, a sci-fi novel, like they could be the, they could be tripods. Oh yeah, or yeah, yeah. Well, well that's, yeah, reminds me of fucking triffids. They they look like they could be moving. I mean, what a scary tree! It's just so tall. I can't believe I'm trying to make a tree sound scary. <laughs> it's a tall How tree. You... My God, <laughs> it tops out at almost ten feet. And Charlton Heston can be like, who's pruning these fucking trees? Because <laughs> it's a bit bluey. He says fuck a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, we don't fucking whitewash it. You know, it's it's really bad. Um, OK, so kind of keeping in the in the racial sort of uh, allegory area. Uh, what if the story, whether it be Heston, Mark Wahlberg or. Oh, see, now I said Heston. I'm thinking of Heston Blumenthal. And if you think of Heston Blumenthal, you think of one man after that. <laughs> I wanted to say it earlier as well. I was dying to. What if the story, Charlton, Mark Wahlberg or Andy Serkis, had been about black people dominating non-blacks, enslaving them even, in the same vein as uh, White Man's Burden? Have you seen that? No, I haven't seen that. I've never heard of it. It's a film, it's a film with John Travolta, uh, what, would, what life would be like in America if the... Uh, the racial divide was flipped and the black people had all the money and power. Right, okay. Is it uh, good or is it just there is it just a premise that's interesting and the rest of it's really poor? I think it might be that, um, but I, I enjoy watching John Travolta. <laughs> <laughs> it was a movie. Uh, I mean, wait, what if it had been that? Charlton Heston lands on a planet and black people rule. 1809, Virginia, but it's it's white people in the cotton fields and black people... Sitting there, si- sipping bourbon. Right. Okay. I was going to say that, but I, yeah, it's just ninety minutes of Charlton Heston picking cotton. He's quite good at it. <laughs> but you know, the the black oppressors, for lack of a better term, they're not that oppressive. You know, he does a good job. This is recognised, and he's rewarded for that. They run a fair society. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're dictators, but Charlton Heston ends up as quite in quite a powerful managerial position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's he, he becomes like counsel, not to not to the highest of the the powers, but you know. No, but he does well. He does well. You know, he has a voice, and it's and it's recognised. It's not simply ignored. There's a moment where he's talking to Cornelius, who's uh, who's you know, uh, one of one of the the black oppressors, if you want to call them that or whatever, and he's saying, <laughs> oh, you know. It's, it was amazing, because when I was an astronaut, my head was all over the place, but now I'm a slave, I'm happy. Oh my god, that's a movie with a lot of complaints, I think. <laughs> it's like when people see this in the movies, they are like strapped to the fucking chairs, Ludovico style. Like When they walk out, they are like, you know, they're put into chains. They're supposed to accept slavery. <laughs> uh, okay, not that. No, but, I think we should gloss if, right the fuck over that. <laughs> 
So we were going to talk about Planet of the Apes without the apes. Now we've tried to kind of spin that in a different kind of conceptually. But what we haven't talked about is a Planet of the Apes movie where the apes are still apes. They're just not present in the movie. Okay, how about this? Charlton Heston lands on a mysterious planet and attempts to fix his ship so he can return to Earth and also figure out what's going on. As he has landed in a jungle, there are lots of monkeys. (laughs) However... Charlton Heston has a space brain and believes the monkeys are intelligent. To him, the monkeys are dominant and hell-bent on putting this talking human into a zoo. In fact, he's just sat in a jungle somewhere with some monkeys. NASA find him 45 minutes after he crash lands because he's still on Earth. NASA don't realise Heston's character has space brain because before his space mission, he he was known for being exceptionally racist. (laughs) The film, the film <laughs> he just immediately fucking put behind bars. Yeah, the film ends with Heston recreating a dog day like afternoon scenario, uh, where he's he's screaming uh, Attica, but not Attica. So Rotherham, Rotherham. <laughs> um, uh, okay, maybe not. But how about if the film is just Charlton Heston fannying about for ninety minutes, occasionally have, having to shoo some monkeys away with a rolled up newspaper? I no, I reckon. Um... It's you know it's as you say he crash lands it's the jungle, um, he has a bit of a, he has a slight touch of space brain you know he's not all there he's, he's got he, some of the space brain yeah 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 of course you know he is can it was a, it was quite a traumatic you know landing he, it's, he was he was shaken by it but he kind of goes I mean, he, like in the film he is with two other astronauts so yeah he he crash lands in the jungle he's all there um, well he's not all there he's convinced that human society is all wiped all all but wiped out. So he tries to um, endear himself to this. Uh, what would you call, like, a group of apes? In, you know, like you have a pack of dogs or something like that. Is, uh, is there a, a plethora? <laughs> a lot, <laughs> a lot of monkeys, <laughs> a lot of chimps. Oh my god! You won't you won't believe what it's called. What's it called? A group of apes is called a shrewdness. A shrewdness of apes. Yeah. I I, I mean I've heard loads of these now, and whoever came up with them was full of shit. Do you know what you know what um, you call a lot of butterflies? No, a kaleidoscope of butterflies. Um, yeah, because I've heard of like a bunch of really weird fucking ones. Um, like pack kind of makes relative sense. I don't know because it's just so normalised. But murder of crows, parliament of owls. A lot of people know about this one. I heard the other day, and I can't remember exa- exactly what the animal was. The collective name for them was a candle. Like a, wow, it was like a, a candle of lemurs or something like that. Sorry, just say candle of lemurs. It's not. It's not lemurs. I, I know it's not that. It's something else, but I can't remember what. Um, a smack of jellyfish. <laughs> I would love that. Fucking maybe this guy had the right idea. <laughs> a lot of monkeys. A zeal of zebras. Oh fuck off. An unkindness of ravens. Oh fuck off. I mean, it just sounds like right. it's, it's. It was like fucking pick from Dickens or like Kipling or something. A blessing of unicorns. <laughs> I mean, that's like Samwell wrote that. Oh, Jesus, yeah. Do they know... A prickle of hedgehogs. Do people remember... People? Do people do remember people? Samwell? Yeah, they remember butters. Yeah. A troop of monkeys, then. A troop. So it's a troop of monkeys and a shrewdness of apes. Okay, so I think it's kind of more... Um, this movie is more kind of gorillas in the mist, kind of Attenborough-type stuff. So Heston ingratiates himself to gorilla society, but after a while, for whatever reason, they just do not have it. 
and then it just goes like kind of full on cannibal holocaust on Charlton Heston. They start by just ripping his arms out of sockets effortlessly. Do you think there's any room in this movie for any monkey loving? When you say monkey loving, are you talking about a monkey loving Charlton Heston? Yes. Um, I mean, they certainly kind of were uh, were toying with the idea with the uh, Mark Wahlberg film, weren't they? I remember that when it came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a. Uh, it was him and Helena Bonham Carter, wasn't it? Or what it yeah, was. you know who directed it. It was um, what's his face, Tim Burton. Tim Burton, right? So Tim Burton had that. Tim Burton. That's the film that Tim Burton met Helena Bonham Carter on, or or got or hooked up with her on. Right. Okay. I, I think. Um, yeah, because so, the way I yeah. remember it, they they talked about you know this romance between the two, and it's really really weird. But well, I kind of how I remember that. Oh really? Oh you mean oh you mean the actual on, the on screen romance? I thought you meant between Helena Bonham Carter and Tim Burton, which I'm sure was really weird. Mm. Oh yeah, I'm sure it it's, remains to this day, if I remember rightly. But no, I remember that they were talking. No, they're not they're not going out anymore. Oh well, I'm not really interested. Um, okay. <laughs> But I remember them reporting about it because it was like 2001 or something. That's uh, right. And yeah, one of the things I remember about it is they, they said the romance was kind of bizarre. Um, I don't think anyone liked bandied the word bestiality around or anything as extreme as that. But I do remember like it was like one of those gossip rags, right? Like, hello, right. we're okay, you get over here. And um, it had a picture of Helena Bonham Carter in her monkey makeup, and they were criticizing the monkey's like eyeshadow, like monkey makeup. Like they were saying, like this doesn't Th- work. This is ridiculous. It's you know a monkey wouldn't wear this kind of fucking lip gloss and <laughs> shit like that. And it's like, oh my fucking. I mean, I think I was maybe too. Maybe it was a joke, and I was just a little bit too young to kind of grasp that angle. But I kind of feel like those gossip writers just that vacuous and stupid to really. To kind of nail those colours to the mask and be quite earnest about it. I don't know. They've always been a bit tongue-in-cheek with shit like that. Oh, I don't know. I mean, they definitely... She is definitely kind of uh, meant to be a figure of desire, I think, which is uh, kind of weird. It is weird. Which kind of brings me on to this idea I have. Okay. <laughs> Charlton Heston is 35 years old. He lives with his wife and two kids at 12 Acme Avenue and has an emerging job at a marketing agency. Jimmy Kong is a 350-pound gorilla who lives next door with his wife and kids, all of who are human, by the way, and he manages a Dairy Queen downtown. Can Charlton and Jimmy put aside their differences, or will these two stubborn primates rub each other up the wrong way before they realise how alike they are? Diana Rigg is Charlton's wife. <laughs> Sophia Loren is Jimmy's wife. The children are all played by the producer's gobby kids. Oh, oh I'm so glad it kind of went in that direction. Because I thought, you know, you can talk about Charlton Heston has his lovely nuclear family and he has, you know, the children are monkey kids. <laughs> and he's like, where did the monkey kids come from, darling? No, he has a monkey wife. <laughs> that was okay. going to be the reveal. <laughs> Well, you mean like it's revealed in the, in the end of the movie, like we only ever see like her shoulders or something. <laughs> Those old Cartoon Network cartoons um, where the kids, they all go see their parents. You never see them from, you know, the waist up. It's always just the legs. Yeah, right. He's always like, hey, uh, do, you want me to, do you want me to pick anything up from the store? And his wife's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because even though you never see like the wife's face, I mean, it's, it's revealed that she's like a silverback. So she's fucking huge. There's no way you can make that mistake. It's just throughout she's the movie. You're just not allowed to see her face. She's the top. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. It was like Charlton Hessen that sighed these children. <laughs> Inexplicably. 
Uh, I imagine the film is about um, something along the lines of Jimmy Kong uh, knocks down Charlton Heston's fence, and then it ends. You know, it, it kind of progresses from there. You know, and then and then Charlton Heston puts the sprinkler on when one of Jimmy Kong's children comes into and Jimmy Chong, Jimmy Chong, Chong. Jimmy oh, Kong, another G- racial Jimmy angle Kong's, there. <laughs> Jimmy Kong's children uh, are all humans as well. He's the he's the only gorilla, right? Okay. One of Jimmy Kong's children is in Charlton Heston's backyard, like picking up a ball, and Charlton Heston puts on the sprinkler system. Right. Okay. And then it ends with them murdering each other's wives. <laughs> Yeah, because, you know, Charlton Heston doesn't deny his roots and goes full on NRA on him and drops him with a fucking deer rifle. He doesn't deny his roots. <laughs> what, what about it's Planet of the Apes, but Chappie the Robot taught the monkeys Kung Fu. Right, okay. I like that. There's a, there's a crossover yeah. element there. Um, but yeah. I have to explain You'd that. you like Chappie. I do. Chappie. Um, he's like a sort of... Chappie. He's like... Stop saying Chappie. He's like Johnny Five with more moxie, a little bit more gusto, correct? He's like uh, Johnny Five if Johnny Five wasn't a white dude who can't dance. (laughs) Okay. Can you elaborate a little bit more on Chappie? Because I haven't actually seen it. I've only seen... (laughs) Neither have I. Oh, right. Okay. Um, uh, It's from the same... uh, The guy who did uh, District 9. Oh, right. uh, From the the trailer, I understand that Chappie communicates by saying his name, which leads me to believe he's a Pokemon. Right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so we've got another shared universe here we've got multiple crossover ang- angles here the franchising rights will make us rich beyond our fucking wildest dreams because if it's not pokemon it's johnny fucking five everybody loves johnny five those kids can't get enough of that johnny five. <laughs> oh, bless. johnny five is staying alive we brought john travolta on it Oh, so you know, um, j- just to make clear, uh, Chappie does say more than his own name. I, like I'm just just saying. Okay. That's the bit I remember from the trailer. I've not <laughs> seen the film. He says up to and including twenty different words. <laughs> Players list. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like they they're, they're not able to kind of properly form a society more than they are now, but they're coming after Charlton Heston and they know kung fu. Right. So, but Charlton Heston has his trusty from. Uh, the Super Mario Brothers film, Monkey Wrench. Ah. Did we say that had an engraving on the side as well? Something to do with Dinosaur Killer? It, yeah. It, uh, the engraving on the side says, this machine kills monkeys. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. It should be like, this machine kills dinosaurs. And like, he he bashes the first monkey's brains in with it after the monkey doesn't respond to reason and Charlton Heston has to put it down. And then he wipes the blood off his face and he says, I killed a million dinosaurs. I never thought I'd have to kill a monkey. <laughs> and then by the end, he's killed a million monkeys. Yeah, and he's completely au fait with the idea. He's completely fine, yeah. So the movie's now just Heston v. Million Monkeys. It's just called A Million Monkeys. John, John Heston in the ruins of New York uh, is hunted by uh, monkeys in a in a kind of uh, a Batman sort of car. It's just a Mega Man, but with monkeys. <laughs> what about if it was Charlton <laughs> Heston on the Planet of the Apes and he was Judah Ben-Hur? <laughs> Charlton Heston comes out and he greets, you know, he greets the public and he says, Soylent Green is monkeys. <laughs> if, he just, if he greets the public and he just says, guys, Soylent Green is the fucking nuts. <laughs> And grabs them, you know. <laughs> a bit more serious. What if, because we talked about this before, what if the apes 
when they evolved, you know, maybe not in the first Planet of the Apes films, but when we see them later on and they're starting to learn to speak and they're really starting to learn how to be human, um, what if they don't learn English, they learn Nepalese? <laughs> I think my point is, is why would they speak English? What, yeah, why would it be any human language, I yeah. suppose? Um, I guess it would be kind of, you know, unwatchable, but if, you know, the, the, the society... What I'm saying is if Passion of the Christ can be made just with Aramaic. Mm-hmm. All right, so what you're saying is we need yet another reboot of Planet of the Apes, but this one needs a, a, full-on, Mel, a full-on injection of Mel, Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Yes. Mel Gibson. If anyone can, can navigate the precarious channel of, of racial sensitivity, it's Mel Gibson. What do you think about the new Planet of the Apes films? Because I... I think that it's interesting that they obviously don't need makeup any anymore. It's all CGI, mm-hmm. uh, but but I think it's kind of it's very beneficial because uh, Andy Serkis is able to do some actual acting, whereas I think if they put him in in a model in a, not in a model but in like a uh, you know a fake ape face as they had in the nineteen sixty eight film, I think it would have been quite hard for him to actually either emote or be recognised as Andy Serkis. Like when I watch Caesar in those new movies, I can tell it's Andy Serkis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I mean, I would say it's you know kind of it's very impressively rendered. Um, I I went into that movie and I have to say, phew, very consistent frame rates. <laughs> so this uh, all this technology allows them to emote and what have you. And yeah, so yeah, I do do think that you know uh, you know rubber mask would obviously kind of impede his acting ability. Um, yeah. And I do rate Andy Serkis quite quite a bit. Um, so do I. But I'd also th- would quite like to see him kind of take up that mantle. He does seem to take up some very kind of bizarre uh, uh, challenges in acting with a lot of the motion capture stuff. Um, I reckon we should... You know, so, you, so like if you were at the Academy and Andy Serkis was saying, do you think I'll get an Oscar this year? You, you'd say to him, you're very good, Andy, but you need to wear a bit more rubber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not, re- you're not creating enough obstacles for yourself. You need that rubber mask on to see if you can still do the same kind of thing. It's all very well. It's easy with CGI, for fuck's sake. All right? <laughs> Slap him around the face. All right? So not only do we want you to wear this rubber mask, but fucking put on a pair of rollerblades as well. All right? This, is f- this, this fucking blue screen shit is a cakewalk. You need to get out of, your comfort, Andy, out of your comfort zones and, and do something great. Andy, you fucking hack. Have you seen Jamie Oliver? Have you seen the way his mouth moves? Have you seen him when he turns around fast? Have you seen the way his mouth moves? Like it, like the skin comes off his fucking jaw and it slops around. <laughs> we want that from you. <laughs> you make him what sound like he's got fucking lips like a horse. I would like to see uh, see Andy Serkis in a rubber mask as well. Maybe he should like play Jason or something. Do you reckon he would succeed with something like that? What do you reckon you know, you'd have to kind of glue to Andy Serkis before it like, truly impede what he's capable of? <laughs> like a Volvo. <laughs> <laughs> he's just duct taped to a car. But he's still in the fucking shot, you know. <laughs> he's reaching through that window and he's got the you know, he's he's got some kind of rig where he can work the accelerator, brake and the steering wheel at the same time and still have a you know, and and one hand free. It's still impressive. It's not entirely convincing. Why does he have to work the car to do this? <laughs> he's gotta move, fucking hell. He's not stationary he's, uh, in every he, scene. He's duct taped to the side of the car, but he has to move with the car. <laughs> like, he has to drive the car. 
Yeah, well, uh, the way I see it, he's kind of like on the side across like the passenger doors or something. So he's got like the driver's side window down. And he's got his arm in that window, right? And he's got some kind of rig in there where he can operate the 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 pedals and do something with the steering wheel. Okay, I see. Um, I mean, I I like to see Andy Serkis, uh, like just his head on the top of like a uh, a, a kind of model bumblebee but every act like there's a hundred actors doing it and like one actor's just in charge of like this part of that limb but he's just the head but it's like everyone's doing their own thing so it's just this bumblebee with like all these appendages moving everywhere it's a fucking nightmare it's like the most unsettling thing to watch the mind is not used to seeing like all these different body parts like thinking independently there's something that's, yeah. that's ineffable you know it has this ineffable quality that you just can't understand but it is incredibly disturbing it just yeah, has we, we, Circus's yeah. grinning face at the top. And we make very clear that, you know, this bumblebee is the size of a man. <laughs> oh, my God. I hadn't thought about well, it on those got, terms. It's got Andy Circus's head for a head. I mean, of course it is. <laughs> It'd be ridiculous if it wasn't. I feel stupid for, for thinking otherwise. Jesus Christ. I think there's something very scary about bumblebees, especially with Andy Circus's head on them. Yes, I would say so if they were man-sized. Can you imagine if, like, uh, if there was a dog, but it had Steve Buscemi's head on it? Oh, my God, that would be terrifying. Like it was a Mastiff. Even if it was a Chihuahua, you know, that'd still be... Fu- yeah, but if, if, if it was a Chihuahua with, with Steve Buscemi's head, we're going back to the Woody thing where it can't hold its head up. Oh, no, 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 it's a shrunken version of uh, Steve Buscemi's head. Fucking hell. Or it's a massive Chihuahua. <laughs> These things are horrible. Do you remember when I, I said to you, imagine if my cat's head was on its tail and you got really freaked out? <laughs> yeah, that was fucking horrible. <laughs> yeah, well, imagine if my cat's head was on its tail. Uh, imagine uh, if Steve uh, Buscemi's head, Steve head was on the end of your cat. <laughs> oh, man, that's horrible. And she just had to drag it around. So a Planet of the Apes, without the apes, the way to kind of keep that movie in the realm of watchable is if we have bumblebees with Andy Serkis's head on it that are man-sized bees. So it's not a budget issue at all, is it, if we can do that? <laughs> I know, I mean, but watchable. Oh, watchable, okay, all right. It's going to be watchable. and But obviously, Andy Serkis, he does his acting, you know, he's great, but, you know, the thing about Andy Serkis, he's a good actor, but his voice, I mean, he's just not as good as Jerry Seinfeld, is he? <laughs> All right, so we get Seinfeld to dub all of Circus's lines in this movie. Where and many other actors as well. I mean, it's got to be like 80% Seinfeld. Right, okay. And then the other 20% is just... Okay, so we've got... So everything is that horrible synth-based soundtrack. Um, there are no apes in Planet of the Apes. It's, we've got eight actors, six doing the legs, and two for the wings. Circus is the and head, every, and a man-sized bee. Every other line is... Jerry, <laughs> this movie is a, is is a nightmare. I think we're just we're just kind of moving from Planet of the Apes to B movie. Aren't we? <laughs> yes, but I'm sure we'll get yeah, to we'll, that another day. And we've got to talk about that at some point, haven't we? I suppose so. After I Frankenstein. <laughs> oh my <laughs> fucking god! I mean, to go back to the Planet of the Cats, do you think it would be quite scary if? Charlton Heston on his own, because he's got to be on his own. Because who cares about the other two? Uh, what about if he lands? Um, he lands on Planet of the Cats, and it's just loads of cats. They're not human. It's cats, just cats. They're just cats. Yeah. 
Yes, and they're like nuzzling at him, and he's like, ah, ah, get this away is from just me, too nice. <laughs> they're trying to be friends with him. They bring him, they, be, they make him a cake, they bring him a cake, they drag it along. Yeah, okay. It's ruined, ruined a bit. They didn't, you know, they didn't fill it very well. I mean, they're cats, you know, give them a fucking break. It's, yeah, it's yeah. a miracle. Of that course. They can make a cake. Oh, we sell this movie on on uh, on the fact that you come see the movie that has no narrative arc whatsoever. <laughs> it's just it has nice. cats though. <laughs> Night. You want to watch Charlton Heston being molested by cats? Here you go. Ninety minutes <laughs> being of it. molested by cats. Not and in the dirty is, is sense like, of He's calling. in a deck chair and he's trying to read a paper, and a cat jumps on him, on him, and he's like, "Oh, you bloody cat! I've just cleaned that. Now I've got hair all over it. Bloody cats!" Yeah, just like that. Not molested. And then the cat, the the cat moves, and that's it. Yeah. Oh, you bloody cat! You've spilt my bloody lemonade, you bloody cat. It's like that. (laughs) Because he's like, you know, a miner from the eighties. Oh, bloody hell! Oh, you blood. Yeah, and it ends with yeah. No, it does have a narrative arc because he ends up loving the cats. Okay. What? Okay. Okay. Serious. Serious suggestion. Right. The last one. What about if it's Planet of the Apes and um. You know, Charlton Heston is captured by the apes, and he's like, "Oh, he's a talking human." But then they realise things are really weird, and they just, they just like have to dump him in the desert because they're frightened as fuck out of him. And it's Charlton Heston. It's exactly the same film, but it's Charlton Heston, and he has tiny little people for teeth. Oh, god, that's a fucking nightmare. Do they yeah, talk? Like, help! Help me! Help me! Help me! Yeah, please, I don't want to be a truth. So every time, like, Charlton Heston opens his mouth for dialogue, you can't hear anything he says. It's just the screaming of about 30 people. That's right. And, and, and the only way he can eat is by, like, resting some food in his mouth and then the people eat it. Oh! God almighty. <laughs> yeah. You like that idea? Uh, I, no, no. Yes. No. Yeah, no, I'd, 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 I'd leave him. I'd maroon him in a fucking desert if I ever saw that. And to woo, um, to woo, uh, you know, uh, the girl he's with, or if you want to do it in the Mark Wahlberg one too, to moo, to moo, to woo Helena Bonham Carter, he can open his mouth and just kind of like tap his mouth, kind of like to give these people like, you know, the sign, like start doing it, and they all start singing and dancing. Obviously, they're rooted to the spot, you know, they're rooted to the girls. Are they, are they rooted at the waist though, or the feet, or yeah, what? kind of kind of like the waist. Like, oh, I right, imagine, okay. like So they don't have their own. They don't have their own genitalia. So when they're you oh know. yeah, maybe they do. Maybe they do. Okay, because well, me- like, yeah. So you mean like, do they have to shit in Charlton Heston's mouth? <laughs> well, yeah, piss shit, and then I mean, like any other, well, any other no, discharges. Let's just, uh, no, let's just say it's at the waist. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So no one, there aren't going to be thirty tiny people jizzing in Charlton Heston's mouth. No, but they can do a Mexican wave. <laughs> <laughs> and whenever you know Charlton is restless at night, they sing him a nice lullaby. Yeah, I mean, they, you know, they they hate being in his mouth, but they understand it's not his fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they they accept their faith and kind of act as soothsayers for him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're just people, you know. They have to breathe, and he he can't leave his mouth closed for too long, otherwise they'll die. Right, of course. You so know, he just he'll probably die. Yeah. yeah. Oh, all so, oh, right. Okay. So their their respiratory system is intrinsically woven in with his. Yeah, I mean, they're kind of symbiotic life forms. They're they're basically part of him. Symbiotic. So what they, they what, what were they parasites that found 
their way into I don't its know. mouth. I, I don't know their background. Story. So like, he, all right, to chart that Heston crash lands on. It's not Earth anymore because he's on an alien planet with these weird little tiny people parasites. No. He flies out. No, 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 He flies no, out of the windscreen. No, stop. Right? No, 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 no. He lands on the planet of the apes. He lands on the planet of the apes exactly like it was. Right, but but from Earth, he's had these little tiny people in there. Like when he was an astronaut, this was a thing for him. And mm. then the monkeys have to deal with it now. Right. Okay. They're not parasites. It's just something like it's just like Charlton Heston's always had this. Right. Okay. Well, you said symbiotes, so I kind of felt felt like that's something that attached itself to him later on. I don't know what they are. I mean, like I think the back the backstory of of that would just ruin it. Mm. I think it just has to be this thing. Like he, he no, know. I still think you know he crashed. Like, he lands on his mouth. He knocks all his teeth out. But he's in a puddle. But in this puddle, you see all these tiny people. But from the waist down, they don't have legs. They have like tadpole kind of tails. They kind of just swim around in his mouth and uh, they just kind of root themselves into the uh, into the gums. Well, what, what about if Mark Wahlberg crash landed and he had upside down dwarves for legs? <laughs> well, like doing handstands. Exactly. As opposed to two feet, he he walks on four hands. (laughs) Yes. You got it exactly. Yes. (laughs) He's very sturdy. He's like a fucking mountain goat. All right. So, like, are these midgets, right? Are are they attached? They're They're not midgets. All right, dwarves. dwarves. So, are they attached at the waist to his waist? Or or, or when, like, like Mark Wilbur takes off They're attached. They're, they're attached at the waist to his knee. Right, so it's not like if he takes his trousers off. Below his pelvis, he's got two feet. He's got four four <laughs> feet coming out of his pelvis into, like, four legs and then the remainder. Well, if it, was, if it was like that, surely it would be... They would... Their legs would be one. They would... Like, each dwarf would only have one big, thick leg and that leg would also be Mark Wahlberg's thigh. Right, okay. No, I don't like that. I don't like that. I think it should just be like four feet that are just sewn into like, you know, the like, fetid wounds where his thighs used to be. Um, so like Mark Wahlberg was a war veteran, so the kindest thing to do was to sew two dwarves to him. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, the thing about the Planet of the Apes is, uh, you know, they've got incredibly advanced sciences. So when they, you know, these dwarves were dead, you know, they're not, they don't, they don't, there's no separate consciousness in them, but the they they sewed the nerves up perfectly, so it, it's you know, it can you know it's uh, he has full like you know um, uh, cognitive control over them, but it's yeah it's sewn through the feet, and what the ah oh. so right if he's got the if that's the case can he see out the eyes of these midgets as well? That's not the case. They're they're their own people, but that, they're serving as his legs. Ah oh, right, okay. And sometimes when their hands get when their hands get tired, he walks on his hands. Right. You know, okay. Equality. So, do, is it, I take it there's going to be loads of wacky hijinks when these uh, when these dwarves they don't want to walk where Mark Wahlberg wants to go, and sometimes no, they I don't think even... it's I think it's mostly incidental. I think it's hardly ever mentioned, and we only ever see them once or twice. Right. Okay. So he takes his shoes off once, and you just see like these, the, you know, twenty fingers and uh, just like peeking out from you know the hem of his trousers. <laughs> That's fucking disgusting. <laughs> I made myself sick. <laughs> <laughs> but I see, the, like, it's important that he does that so the audience can understand why his shoes are so fucking big. <laughs> Hand-shaped. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. I mean, you really understand his trials and tribulations. That's a hard life to live, you know. He's not just enslaved, you know. when He, he has to live with this burden. It's not an easy life. That's why he became an astronaut. 
to escape the ridicule of Earth. <laughs> and think about it. Think about it. The monkeys respect him because the dwarves can use their hands, you know, to grab on, grapple onto stuff. So basically, Charlton Heston is like a monkey, but better because he's got two hands on each foot. Right. So when he's like, you know, we've got have like you can have like a montage where these uh, these these dwarves are like training, so they can kind of like walk on one hand. He's, you know. Warburg's going into combat now, and he needs every, you know, he, he needs to play everything to his advantage. So what he's thinking is if he can get these uh, um, yeah, dwarves, like, um, do, walking on one hand each. One gun each. Oh, okay. exactly. I thought you were going to say, he, he's walking on his hands, and they've both got guns. No, no, no. So they're walking on one of each of their own hands, but they're also wielding right. a weapon in each hand. So from that, he also, you know, he'll, he'll cut, he'll, like, um, tailor his trousers. So they kind of have, like, a sleeve each now. It used to be just out the straight at the bottom, you know, you know, narrow. Yeah, of course, but, like a normal, a normal set of trousers, of course. So, you know, at the end of the movie, it looks like you know, you know, because like their faces are still obscure by the trousers. You don't really get to see that, I imagine, right? Maybe in the montage, I don't know. Um, we'll play with that one that later, but yeah, I mean, well, listen, you know, we'll have so many options in the edit because we'll shoot it from lots of different angles, obviously. <laughs> So when he does go running into battle, it looks like he's running on two tiny hands, but he also has, you know, he's got these two arms out the side, wielding, I don't know. Um, I mean, wielding I, I, I like saw, M60s, right? I mean, uh, like proper fucking big machine guns. I saw knives, really, more kind of like like something a little bit more kind of stealthy or tactical, like kind of like a folding knife or anything like that. For more when he's in a jam rather than, you know, full of melee. But we, I suppose, you know... um. We could get kind of like a Kalashnikov downsized that, uh, you know... A, a <laughs> mini Kalashnikov. <laughs> we can get it kind of downsized so that you know, they could kind of carry it with and, and wield it with one hand. What about uh, what about you go the other way and have like... They've both got derringers or something. Or flare guns. Oh, flare guns would be good. I like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm now thinking that um, their hands, the hands that are next to each other... Uh, they should each each have like a pipe, and on that pipe they should put a wheel. Um, so like he becomes like a kind of Segway. So and what? Their, each... outer, their outer hands are. Oh the right, no, I, I misunderstood. I thought like rather you kind of you're trading off obviously the extra five hour for now for more mobility. So what they've got is they've each got like two small unicycles, right? You know they've got they're pedaling <laughs> with each hand. So he's on two wheels essentially. And he's just rolling so around at high speed. Their heads speed. would be on the saddles, wouldn't it? Right. Yeah. No, it's just the wheels. Just the wheels. I'm sure we can. Uh, okay. Yeah, we can. Sure, we can. There's a, there's a workaround. I'm sure. Yeah. Right. So you know when he there's, when, there's a way of making this look not silly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, or maybe like Mark Wahlberg makes like a proper like kind of Batman utility belt. So he's got all these things ready. So he makes his. He makes his breakout with like the high-powered dwarves, right, on you know one hand. But then once he's out the you know the, the uh, at the gates, out the front door, he, they 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 chuck that off. He reaches into his belt, reaches in the unicycles. That's it. Makes his getaway, and he sails off at like fucking thirty miles an hour. Not not that impressive, but for a human, you know, not in a vehicle, that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, yeah, and it's terrifying as well because with these dwarves, he's like seven foot tall. <laughs> Because now these dwarves, their feet were sewn to his feet. <laughs> no, 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 that's ridiculous. Oh, fucking hell. No, but I mean, they're on unicycles, aren't they? I mean, there's going to be a bit of elevation. 
All right, I just got a little bit too carried away, but I still think it's solid. <laughs> I still think it's solid. If you, it's worth consideration. Well, they're they're feet. <laughs> <so not disappointed. laughs> yeah, but then they could, then they could kind of do like, like, uh, you know, then they could open their legs, couldn't they? And and you know, someone could fire a rocket, and like they could open their legs, and it goes oh, in, bet- what the, if, in between right? the gap. So what if it's just one leg of each dwarf? sewn to Marky Mark's um, thighs, right? So now they've got two feet in play as well. And again, we've got like alien monkey science here, so maybe they get the feet removed and they get two, <laughs> two more hands put on instead. <laughs> I mean, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, why not? Why the fuck not? I don't, I don't know what to say. Well, I mean, that's that's how I wanted to see that movie anyway. <laughs> I think Tim Burton didn't fucking try hard enough, you ask me. <laughs> this was about Planet of the Apes at one point. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. Okay, I think we're done. Uh, uh, yeah, that's it. I think I've, I've blown my load and it, it well, felt good. Well, thank you very much for listening. Um, sorry about that. Join us next time. We'll, we'll be talking about what the Friends movie could be if it ever gets made, which it, it won't be, but uh, if it could be, yes. Yes. See you then. All right, take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>